My name is Noah. I'm Ava. I'm Jack. I'm Luke. I'm Steven. I'm Lillian. I'm Carly. We're the HAEA Youth Leadership Council, and this is the Beyond HAE Podcast. This youth-produced podcast is brought to you thanks to the support of the U.S. Hereditary Angioedema Association, a patient advocacy organization serving the needs of the HAE patient and caregiver community. Hi, my name is Regine Antoine, and I am an HAE patient, and I'm 22 years old. And I'm Evan Singleton-Ville. I'm 21 years old, and I'm a friend of an HAE patient. And I'm Louis Rios. I'm 25 years old, and I'm a friend of both of these two beautiful people. And I'm here talking about, you know, college life for the average, you know, student that goes through the HAE symptoms and, like, their swelling of the feet, right, suffering of going out with that sloshing feeling that you were saying, right? Tell me how it started off when your freshman year, I guess. Freshman year was very difficult. I was in the hospital eight times both semesters, so for a total of about 16 times, most of them were related to HAE. Um, It was very difficult because my mom had been my caregiver since I was diagnosed, as well as my stepdad, and I was out on my own. I had been self-administering since I was... 12 years old, but it was still very difficult, like changing schedules. As many people know, that emotional and mental stress and trauma can cause HAE attacks, and college is extremely, extremely stressful. So that was really difficult, learning how to almost kind of half adult while figuring out um, how to balance HAE with multiple majors and being a theater major and being part of multiple extracurricular clubs and whatnot. So figuring all that out was really difficult. And how exactly did you have to f- go through that process? Was it more of a psychological feeling or was it both mental and physical at the same time? Oh, definitely both. I know that in some of my classes, like because it was theater, um, a lot of classes required a physical component. Mm-hmm. So I'd be in class and there were some days where I'd walk to class on swollen feet and my teacher would be like, why'd you come? And I'd be like, because I'm not, I'm not missing this. And I'd be sitting on the sidelines like doing scenes or like in dance class, just like reviewing the other dancers. It was also definitely mental because missing a lot of class, um, I was scared that my grades were going to go down. Ended up on Dean's list by the end of the year. Don't know Ooh. how that happened, but... Um, <laughs> Pushing through that pain. <laughs> Got to push through the pain, and I, I figured it out, I guess. Um, and I had a good support system. My mom checked in on me, and I had friends who actually were willing to and did learn how to administer my medication. I had a nurse come to my dorm room, and I showed about three friends how to do it. And speaking of friends, like, how is it that you have to, like, inform people on how to deliver medication or so, or, like... What exactly is the process of letting them know what to do in certain situations? So it was kind of difficult at first to talk to people about HAE because most people don't know about it. Like if you say like cancer or sickle cell or um, even like diabetes, people are like, okay, like I know a little bit about that. How do I go about this? No one knows what HAE is. (laughs) And so you're like, how do I explain this to them? Because it would probably make no sense. But I started off with, like, people who were closest to me. So I had um, one of my old roommates learn how to give me my medication. And mostly, like, friends who I hung out with daily or regularly learn how to give me my medication. I was like, hey, like, we're always hanging out. Um, I do have a rare blood disease called hereditary angioedema. And I take medication for it. And, you know, those attacks that I get that I went to the hospital for, I have medication that helps me with those attacks. Would you be willing to learn how to give me my medication and learn a little bit about it? 
And I had some real friends because they were like, yeah. <laughs> they were like, yes, we kind of don't want you to die. So... Um, it's always good. It's always good. <laughs> um, and they like they see me like struggle, you know, like walking around with like swollen feet and like limping around campus, or sometimes not even being able to leave my bed, honestly. So they were like, sure. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll call a nurse. And they were like, okay, cool. So they learned how to give me my medication, and I had had some real ones. And speaking of real ones. We have Evans here for a certain reason because during certain crisis He's my, situations. my current caregiver. So how does it feel to be like the caregiver and attacks happen or so? Like, do you ever feel like distressed or are you just going through the motions as if like, oh, I've been through this. I know what to do. She's told me how to do this. Fortunately, I never have been in a position where she's been through like a severe attack. Mm. And that's like more so credit to the medication, like the research that's been done for HAE as a whole. Because a majority of the time, I forget that she even has HAE. And, like, she has to remind me, basically, when she has to take her medication, like, every month. That's usually when I remember. But when I do think about it, it can be, like, a little stressful. But, like, there's nothing I can do about that. Like, if something happens, then I have to be there to help her out. So you just don't even think about it. You just act on it as if Yeah. that's what you got to do. Yeah, she taught me how to give her her medication. So if I need to, then fortunately... I know what to do. Damn. I remember last year we were in the old apartment and I was having an attack and I was getting really nervous. And I was super scared. I'm laying in my bed like with my medication sitting there. And I was still like getting used to changing over from intravenous to subcutaneous medication. And I was like, Ev, please come in here. I need help. I'm petrified. And he came in and he was just like, it's okay. And he helped give me my medication. And that's actually how he ended up learning. It was me being like, oh, I'm scared. And he so was like, during like a really drastic situation, <laughs> it's like, okay, God, do it now. Yeah. <laughs> so I was having an attack and he's like, relax, chill. Well, you got to be the one to be chilling, man. <laughs> Don't want me bugging right now. <laughs> but um, speaking of that, uh, what, what was the difference in medication then? Like, how did that influence um, oh, that actually helped a lot. Like, with all the research that has gone into HAE, medication has definitely evolved. Before I was diagnosed, the medication were, like, pills that people took, but they were ma- basically male hormones. So, like, the men who took it tended to be okay. Like, it helped with women. Like, they'd grow beards or, like, they'd gain a lot of weight. When I was diagnosed, I was given inject like um, intravenous medication, like, in, like, that you inject into your veins. Yep. But that I had to take every three days. And... You guys know me. Like, my schedule was always <laughs> packed. I keep myself busy. Always active. <laughs> always active. So, like, it became me finding time to take my medication. I would take my meds at 2, 3, 4 in the morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I'd be up at God knows what time in the morning. And sometimes, like, I've taken my medication in class before. I've taken my medication, like, <laughs> in, in hallways. I'm like, I got to go. But my meds is due today. Let me just put this in, like, a little lunchbox and dip. But now that it's only once a month or every two weeks, depending on how my body decides to act, I've been pretty good. And it's... It's been keeping me, and I'm blessed to have that that experience. So with all that, how does it feel when you have to, like, be on your own during certain situations? Because Evans is not going to be always there for you. I mean, it's good that you have certain people that can help around, but when it's just you and you're at the house, you're cooking, and then all of a sudden, like, it just happens. 
When I was younger, I would definitely say that it's scary. Like, that was something that me and my, my, me and my mom were concerned about when I was going off to school. Mm-hmm. Those moments when you are alone and, like, there's no one that's within, like, a five-minute ride <laughs> to just come and, you know, take care of you. But now that my HA has been under control and with the new medication, I'm not really ever scared. I kind of just live my life. And if I feel something, I think the most important thing that I've learned is to listen to my body if my body's telling me something, I'm going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And, like, learning the difference between, like, an HA, like, a HA throat close versus, like, I'm getting a cold. Yeah. And my throat's <laughs> swelling. Um, so Various different things. Very, very different things. <laughs> so it was more just, like, learning my body. Mm-hmm. And being alone doesn't scare me anymore. It used to. But I think I, I got used to it. So would you recommend people to, like, have some sort of support system constantly around them or just... Have someone that they could rely upon during certain situations constantly. Oh, definitely. Like, at least in my experience, like, when you have good friends, it's not going to be a burden. And I was scared of that. I was scared, like, oh, I'm going to end up being a burden on my friends. Like, they're always going to be scared I'm going to end up with an attack. My friends have stayed in the hospital with me for hours, just waiting with me. Um, And I felt like, I was like, oh, my gosh, if I didn't have this, they wouldn't have to go through this. And they'd be like, Ray, you have something that's out of your control. We're your friends. Um, so blessed. So blessed. <laughs> and having that support system is great because because of that, I'm about to finish college. You know, like not everyone has hey. that experience. <laughs> hey, about to have a degree. Um, and like a lot of people who do go off to college with HAE, it's not the same experience. They might not have that support system. And if you're constantly getting sick and you don't have people there who can help you through it, you might get discouraged. So finding people who can be your support system is a very healthy way and a very positive thing, a very positive way to to get through it. So, Evans, do you have any thoughts about people that are trying to assist in these situations where things happen, like you got to be there for certain people? Any thoughts on that? Uh, I guess I kind of tie it back to myself growing up because I grew up being like severe, having like severe food allergies. And um, growing up, I didn't necessarily know what I could and could not eat. And it was, like, out of my control if I got sick or something. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, there was always someone there to take care of me when, like, I got really, really sick. And, like, I fortunately, I never had to go to the hospital. Like, it was never, it never reached the severity of someone who had an extreme HAE attack. But I kind of think back to my mom and, like, all... The other family members who watched over me at that time and thinking back to like how I felt in those moments it, it kind of gives me like a sense of pride like I feel good to be able to help out someone so it just gives you a sense of like you know you're doing something that what people would have done for you already yeah do you guys have any last words to say before we close it off fully um, I just want to say thank you to my caregivers, to my mom for raising me to be an independent young lady. You know, you know, know how to take care of myself. Shout out to Evans for being my caregiver and always making sure I'm good. And for friends like you, Lewis, who help me with stuff like this and who support me and always make sure I'm okay. Thank you. Oh, damn. Such a sweetheart. <laughs> Shout out to Zach for his sick beats on this episode. To hear more HAE stories or for updates on this podcast, follow us at HAEA Youth on Instagram. We would like to thank BioChrist and Takeda for sponsoring this episode.